Hello, everyone. Welcome to Zoni Living, Business, Adventure, and Leadership. Hang on, friends. We're going into space. Our guest today will be giving us a glimpse into what the future looks like. Steve Miller, mechanical engineer, inventor, CEO, and founder of Heat Shield, has created a science technologies material that will protect deliveries coming from space as they soar through the atmospheres of moons and planets, including Earth. And as with many products created for space exploration, this material is expected to also help us here on the ground to better protect firefighters as wildfires continue to burn hot and often unpredictably in the West. Joining us is Steve Miller from Flagstaff. Hi, Steve. Hi, Bonnie. Thanks for the chance to talk to your listeners. I hope they find our project interesting. It's sure interesting to work on it from our side. Oh, it's such a fascinating project. Where are you joining me from? This is my home office in Flagstaff, Arizona. Today it's in the mid-70s and a little bit breezy. It's a beautiful day up here. Your company's name is Heat Shield, which is a great description of the thermal insulation work that you are doing. And I want to set the stage for this important game-changing technology that you've created. In the future, there may be products built or made in space or experiments conducted in a zero-gravity environment on board places like rocket labs or the International Space Station, for example, that need to be transported back to Earth. And there may be space camps set up on Mars or elsewhere that will need to receive deliveries, say for medicine or other necessities. Your product may well be absolutely crucial to delivering these packages and payloads, as NASA calls them. And getting them through the atmospheres of planetary bodies like planets and some moons. Steve, what is this material and how is it better than anything that we're using right now? It, it all comes down to efficiency, and we have two materials that are more efficient than what's currently available. Uh, they're both in the neighborhood of uh, half a millimeter thick. We can make them thicker if we need to, but nobody else makes thermal insulations that thickness that are as efficient as ours are. So let me One stop you right there. Half, half, ha- how, how thin are they? Like in inches? Oh, in inches. Uh, like uh, 20,000. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. How about this? Thinner than a matchbook cover. Okay, that's very thin. All right, I'm sorry I interrupted you. I just had to get uh, wrap my head around this product. That thin. Wow. Okay, so so tell me more about this product. Okay, so this one, for example, uses aerogel insulations, and aerogels can withstand temperatures up to 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a silica aerogel, and it's uh, very flexible, as you can see. It's very thin. And uh, this is one that uh, we're proposing to use in these reentry vehicles. And because it's thinner than other materials, those vehicles would be more efficient as they go to other planets and, and uh, bring the payloads back to the surface of that planet. We also have another insulation that is designed to work to 3000 degrees Fahrenheit. It blocks radiation, but it actually takes higher temperatures than aluminized materials. So. It's not as uh, shiny as those, but it works better. Well, take us through the process. So from space to Earth or space to Mars, for example, imagine packages 
landing on these planets from space? Sure. Well, let's say you've got your payload in a in a in a one gallon paint can, and uh, you need to get it to the surface of this planet. And this concept from NASA is a hypersonic inflatable aerodynamic decelerator, which they shorten up to high to be HIAD. And so this HIAD is this inflatable vehicle. It's like the bottom part of a sphere. And so you put your paint can inside the bottom part of this sphere called a HIAD, and it's got this inflatable structure around it that allows the payload to surf through the atmosphere as it comes back to the Earth. So you put your payload in the in the can, you deflate the HIAD, you send it on the rocket to whatever planet you're going to or to whatever moon you're going to. And so it's then released from the rocket where it inflates and then it is inserted into the atmosphere and it surfs through the atmosphere and is recovered on the ground. And it could have medicine in it, as you say, or an experiment, it could have a robot in it. Steve, you mentioned 3000 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, I read that during re-entry, the space shuttle would be traveling so fast that it compressed the air ahead of it, and the friction caused by the speed of the spacecrafts against these layers of air made the air temperature rise to as high as 3000 degrees Fahrenheit. So obviously, you've tested this material in your labs. How much heat can it take? Can you push it beyond that 3000 degrees? That's correct. 3,000 degrees is a typical temperature a vehicle would see during re-entry. We can simulate that test in, in a test at NASA that costs about $50,000 per test, or we can do a test in our lab with uh, a burner like the Bunsen burners we all used in high school. And with that, we can also get to 3,000 degrees. We just can't simulate the, the uh, air pressure of space. But we can simulate the temperatures, and with that, we can use we can determine what materials are efficient. So far, more cost effective than having to use labs in with with NASA. Far more cost efficient, and typically, to develop a new material, we'll do hundreds of tests. So we need to be able to do tests quickly to determine what materials are going to work. And with the tests that we do, we use the burner to heat the material up. We measure the amount of heat that comes through over a few seconds. And then from that, we're able to model the performance of the material and calculate the how it would perform in a, in a re-entry environment or in a fire shelter or some other application. So here's something really interesting. You've been developing this product for more than a decade, but during the pandemic is when it really started gaining traction. You established Heat Shield, the company, you wrote a proposal to NASA. You got approval for a NASA grant. You created good-paying jobs in Flagstaff, and you plan to be testing this material in space next year. That's that's really a speed-of-light kind of progress. That's true, Bonnie. I feel really fortunate to have been moving so quickly through this process. We started the company in September of 2020, and I wrote proposals to NASA and uh, through the SBIR program, which is Small Business Innovative Research. There was one idea that they really liked and they funded. And uh, then that led to two phase three contracts from NASA where we are further demonstrating the capabilities of our technology. And uh, one of those two contracts will pay for a flight test with Blue Origin in sometime in 2023. 
So that's Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin spacecraft. So this is really a public-private endeavor between Heat Shield, NASA, and Jeff Bezos. That's, that's pretty crazy incredible. It's pretty crazy incredible. I'm, I feel so fortunate. We've got a great team. We've got five part-time people, including a, a recent graduate from NAU. And uh, I feel really fortunate to be able to do that here in Flagstaff. Fantastic. Well, like many products created from space travel and space exploration, of course, right now I'm thinking of artificial arms, for example. Your product also has applications right here on the ground. Yes. In addition to the space applications, we're very excited to be starting a project with the U.S. Forest Service, which is a branch of the USDA, and that will be to develop an improved fire shelter for our wildland firefighters. So the current fire shelter design uses a, a layer of uh, silica cloth with foil on the outside to reflect the heat of the fire away. And then on the inside, there's another layer of foil and fiberglass cloth. So this is what a wildland firefighter gets to protect them when they're out fighting a fire if the, if the fire overtakes them. And we're proposing to add a very thin layer of our material, which looks like this, in between the two layers. And we believe that'll add about 20% improvement in the amount of time that a firefighter would be protected. So we're very excited to be doing that and uh, greatly appreciate the sponsorship from the USDA. Oh, boy, that's incredible. You know, I have a background with the Forest Service. I'm very familiar with fire shelters. I uh, have been on the fire lines for huge wildfires, and I know how dangerous and erratic landscape-scale fires can be. And, of course, the tragedy with the fire crew in the Yarnell Hill fire in 2013 is still so very painful for all of us in Arizona, and especially those in Prescott uh, who were close to those 19 brave wildland firefighters who were killed. So, your product is so very important for protecting those young men and women that are on the front lines and battling these monstrous blazes. How much better? Well, you said 20% better, but this, this material also has to be light for these uh, firefighters to be able to carry, not to weigh them down as they're, they're hiking often to, to battle these blazes. You're absolutely right, Bonnie. Uh, we actually, I worked on a project with NASA to develop a fire shelter that would last even longer. And uh, and it did last longer, but it was a little bit heavier and a little bit bulkier than what they currently ca carry. And they really didn't want to make that change. Hmm. So we will make one that's no heavier and, and no larger, uh, but we expect it to have a 20% improvement. The current fire shelter offers protection in 92% of the times that it's used. And uh, we'd like to to improve that so it works even more. You know, the design on this concept, you and I were talking earlier that it's really a good design for protecting people in fires. For people who have never seen one of these, they're about the size of a person and you have to hold them down and there can be terrible winds in fires. But uh, our, our firefighters are trained and do understand what they need to do with these and they can deploy them super quickly. That's correct. I understand they train until they can deploy them in 20 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Steve, you have an interesting backstory and motivation for getting into the thermal insulation development business. Tell us about your experience growing up in Los Angeles. Sure, Bonnie. Thank you. I used to enjoy escaping the big city and going to the mountains and uh, 
I wasn't convinced that the clothing and sleeping bags that were sold at the time were as good as they could be. So I began working on new materials that I thought would work better. And uh, it was a very interesting process. Uh, I, For example, I remember one sleeping bag I made with mylar film that was so noisy that I couldn't <laughs> sleep and my friends told me to go sleep someplace else. Mylar but, is uh, the stuff that they make those silvery balloons out of, right, at birthday parties? That's correct. And it's very noisy, <laughs> as, as many of your listeners will know. I can imagine. So, but I later I was talking about a clothing insulation that I had developed at a conference and someone came up to me from NASA and said that I should talk to some of his colleagues. And it turned out that he and his colleagues were the people who developed the insulations for the space shuttle. So that was how I first got into working with thermal insulations. And I met some of the people at NASA and over the years since then, I've had access to some incredibly smart people and amazing test facilities. Wow. Well, it was just meant to be for you to be connected with NASA. Also, your love for mountains brought you to Flagstaff. That's correct. When I was 10 years old, we came out here on the train, and I remember seeing how beautiful it was. It was, uh, it was a nice sunny day, but we still got some snow, and I thought, wow, this is a great place to live. And I knew instead of just visiting, I wanted to live here. And uh, mm -hmm. as I became older and looked for a place to locate my business, I wanted to be near NAU and I wanted to be in this town. And uh, it's just worked out great. Well, I know you tap into that expertise over at NAU, the uh, uh, physicists and the engineers with your company as well. That's correct. We've just recently hired a, a young man who started off with us as an intern. He just recently graduated. We had another intern, and uh, he's gone away for a while, but uh, he might come back. So, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy that cooperation we get with the university. Well, sure. You know, a lot of us come back to Flagstaff. So also based in Flagstaff is Moonshot at NACET, and this is a business incubator and accelerator. It helps inventors and entrepreneurs like yourself connect with people and resources to develop ideas and products and to scale up their companies. You've just been invited to use the labs at NASA. That's huge. That's correct. We started in September of 2020, and we started off in my garage. But in April, we moved into NASA. And uh, after they reviewed our application, they decided that we had potential to become a successful business and to create jobs here. And there's a lot of benefits for us. It's much more affordable than other spaces. The facilities are beautiful. Uh, they have um, very talented mentors, and through people at NASET, I've been connected with uh, people to help with patents. Uh, I've connected with people at Econa. I've connected with people at uh, the Arizona Commerce Authority. And just last week, they helped us install our quality management system so we can move our technology out of the lab and into production. We have to be able to produce materials very consistently and reliably. So that was a major milestone for us. And uh, so it's just been a wonderful collaboration, even in this short time. Wow, you've uh, received so much great support and great resources that you have access to. And I love the part that, uh, you know, like so many great inventions, yours started in your garage. <laughs> That's true. That's the best place. Well, Steve, the work you do will no doubt advance our capabilities in space, protect firefighters here on Earth, 
and I'm sure we'll have many more applications in the future. I want to thank you so much for joining us and giving us some insight into this space age technology and helping us imagine the future. Thank you so much, Bonnie. I really appreciate the opportunity to share our story. Oh, it was uh, delightful. Well, we'll all want to keep an eye on Steve Miller and his company, Heat Shield, and the amazing contributions being developed in northern Arizona. You can read more in the July issues of Flagstaff Business News and Quad Cities Business News. That's FlagstaffBusinessNews.com and QuadCitiesBusinessNews.com. Also, you can check out more from Steve at HeatShield.com. Wow, the future is here. Steve Miller's Heat Shield Company is moving us forward on a global scale with space-age technology, research, and advancement in our abilities in space exploration. This is truly Zony Living, business, adventure, and leadership. I'm Bonnie Stevens.